Whenever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the B-Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kautzer. And unfortunately, Scott Phillips, your other host, is not with us this week, but his return is eminently eminent. I can guarantee this. Um, it's part of the reason why we are talking today about G.I. Joe Retaliation. Not that Scott wouldn't want to actually talk about this movie, I honestly don't know, but it is a prelude to our series that we're going to be diving into when Scott returns. Um, so let's just get right into the hows and whys of why we're covering G.I. Joe Retaliation, and we're not covering G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, even though I like both. Um, and like is... <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This these movies, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it uh with some kind of veneer. Um these movies are fucking ridiculous. They're stupid, but they're stupid in the best kind of way. The first one, a Steven Summers film that really does feel like one of the most ultimate Steven Summer films that Steven Summers ever did, Steven Summers. Um but G.I. Joe Retaliation is kind of like this reboot that you can almost feel it was funny because it, you could almost feel like they're trying to do something i guess grittier <laughs> um but it just it comes off like it gels a lot better than the original in a lot of different ways because it really feels more like gi joe than um the Rise of Cobra ever did. Uh, this one kind of trades out some, uh, most of the cast, keeps some of the key components, um, and then adds The Rock when The Rock was in search of like a movie franchise or I guess, yeah, it would have been a movie franchise because it just really does feel like they're like, we're rebooting with The Rock. And he's going to be our star. Unfortunately, it didn't work uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, it, it made money, but it didn't make the money I think that they wanted it to. Hence, we've not had another G.I. Joe movie. And also, probably, they 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 hope beyond hope that they can get um, The Rock back. But, I mean, considering that The Rock like makes 18 movies, but has literally probably 400 movies in development. Not the least of which is his much more popular series, Jumanji, which I feel like is, it's, it, it occupies this same space that I think that the G.I. Joe series would have populated if it was a huge hit. Um, we're not here to talk about that, though. We're not even here to talk about, uh, like, a lot of G.I. Joe retaliation, Um I'm here to talk about one specific thing, and 
Uh, you guys are probably already aware of it. Actually, there is a third movie coming out, and <laughs> it directly ties to what we're talking about. So you guys can already tell what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. Yes, I can confirm right now at this very fucking moment. Me and Scott are talking ninja movies. Only a ninja can stop a ninja. Ninja movies. Now, which movies that, uh, which movies are we going to actually cover? Well, you're just going to have to tune in week to week um, to find out which movies that we're covering. I can, I will at the end of this podcast tell you the first movie that we're covering. Uh, this is just a warm up uh, because what better to warm up with than a movie that has like a third of its, not even a third, maybe 22% of its plot devoted to a ninja storyline. Uh, <laughs> you've got uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and then Storm Shadow's cousin Jinx. Now, this may all be like Sanskrit to you if you've never seen or even watched an episode of the G.I. Joe TV's animated series or watched even the movies. So if this isn't your your thing, then I understand. But go with me on this. So the best part of G.I. Joe Retaliation is literally the, the storyline that they created for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow um, and Jinx, which is a kind of a continuation of what they did in the first movie, but not really. Uh, it... it it just sets them up as they're, they're like, you know, they used to be brothers, but now they're like, you know, uh, now they're enemies. And, uh, like basically the whole ninja storyline is snake eyes and jinx are told by blind master who's played by, I mean, you can't get better than this. The RZA of the Wu-Tang clan and they ain't nothing to fuck with. As you guys already know, and Riz is not anything to fuck with. So when Riza tells you to go ahead and get Storm Shadow, because Blind Master, I guess, is a part of the G.I. Joe, like, you know, network, and he fights for good. Um, and he tells these uh he tells Snake Eyes and Jinx to go and find Storm Shadow, who has been able to um release Cobra Commander from um uh, from this prison that he's in, but in the process gets hurt and needs to go to the mountaintop. It's just called the mountaintop guys to get basically fixed. And so snake eyes and jinx are tasked with getting storm shadow because as he's getting fixed, he knows the master, he knows like the, the ultimate plan that Cobra Commander has. One of the things I will say about this movie is fucking, they don't, they don't bring back Destro, which I'm like, okay, you don't bring back Destro? Uh, why don't you bring him back? Oh, I think it was because he's a silver dude, like he's a like silver surfer and you can't do that in uh, you know, in these movies without it costing $300 million, whatever. Uh, so they don't have him there. Uh, but, uh, because of this escape and, you know, uh, Storm Shadow getting hurt, he's, um, literally like, you know, he's literally getting fixed. And that's when Snake Eyes and Jinx go and ha uh, go ahead and climb up, uh, climb this mountaintop, uh, manage to get him 
and like and be uh, and be chased in the most ridiculous manner like the 10 minutes that consists of the storm's shadow uh snake eyes and jinx like the heist of storm shadow or the the capturing of storm shadow the 10 minutes that this that this that's put to celluloid is literally the best part of this movie. If they could have risen to the level of this move of that section and just how shit crazy bonkers it is, I guarantee you that GI Joe Retaliation would have been like it'd be a classic right now. Um, it gets everything right about the overheated melodrama of it all, the ridiculousness. I mean, it's literally a fucking cartoon. So, you know, trying to adhere to some sort of, like, verisimilitude, like, with this kind of situation, I mean, it just, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, guys. It just doesn't work. You cannot make a gritty and real G.I. Joe. I mean, maybe you could, but... Uh, you know, the best way to go is, I mean, like, I literally wanted to see the lasers out coming out of their guns, like, like, and they just didn't, uh, and they don't, uh, but, I mean, they still trying to adhere to this, like I said, like, this gritty realism that just <laughs> makes me laugh, it makes me laugh so much, um, but whenever Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are around, like, reality just goes out the window. I mean, it's great. Like the, like the first moment that snake eyes and storm shadow see one another, um, storm shadow literally like throws ninja stars at snake eyes and snake eyes takes his guns and shoots literally every single ninja star out of the air, basically doing what everything, every time you've seen like anything that you've seen in like cartoons, it's literally fucking ridiculous but it's amazing like the whole fight between the two are is is fucking great once they've incapacitated him like the real fun begins because they like put him in they wrap him up in a fucking sleeping bag and because they're in the they're in the like the tibetan highlands so basically where everest is they have to climb down or ascent down through like this, like, you know, these rope rigs. And so like literally you're seeing ninjas and different color ninjas. This is the best part because they have color coded ninjas in this movie. Um, something that I fucking love, even though ninjas are supposed to be like, you know, all in black. You gotta, you gotta go with the cannon, uh, the, the cannon cannon of what ninjas are, which is color coded. I mean, let's, let's be honest here right um but yeah like and then it, it proceeds to be this huge action scene where like jinx and snake eyes have to combat against literally i would say about 150 different ninjas that are uh, that are using like you know ropes like like it's like it's like cliffhanger on speed and crack but done by, uh, but done with like this Jackie Chan level of craziness. Um, it's fucking great, and I remember seeing it in the theater in 3D and IMAX, and just being blown away from, uh, 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 blown away by it. I mean, it was just so much fun. But then the movie, of course, dips down to do the 
me, 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 like ridiculousness of its story, which I mean, you guys can watch it if you want to, but I always kind of like just skip over to the ninja parts. Um, and then they, where they take, like the best part is, is that they take storm shadow to blind master where like, they're going to be judge, jury and executioner for this motherfucker. And they're about to kill him and fucking storm shadow, does this like does a machina fucking thing and all of a sudden storm shadow is not a bad guy but he's a good guy he's just been misunderstood never mind the fact that he's tried to do a whole bunch of like evil awful shit in two movies that's okay don't worry about it he's just misunderstood and comes back into the fold and so you have storm shadow snake eyes and jinx as this ninja trifecta of badassness that closes out the movie with them and their swords taking on like literally cobra commanders like you know elite which the thing that i do love about gi joe retaliation is that it keeps like the whole uh, it keeps the whole dictum of like G- uh, like you know the the red shirts in gi joe the animated series were like on par with fucking uh, stormtroopers that couldn't shoot straight or anything like but there is this fucking badass moment between the three jinx storm shadow and and snake eyes where they take on a bunch of people and they go back to back like in the 80s and they just fuck shit up and it's so great like i honestly wonder if uh like john chu really wanted to just make a snake eyes movie and just didn't really care about everything else but he had to because you know rock and everything else uh the rock and everything else and uh it's just kind of it, it's it's really fantastic like the 20 minutes of the uh of these three characters is the best 20 minutes of the movie like i would even go as to far as to just kind of skip through like i mean you know i watched the whole entire movie but then i re rewatched it and when i rewatched it you bet your ass i would have just uh i just rewatched you know the the ninja parts because why not i mean you almost want like this these are the times that you want a blu-ray to have a special feature that just follows a certain character's storyline because if it did like gi joe retaliation would be something that would probably be in steady rotation because i would just do the snake eye storm shadow storyline um the thing that makes i feel like the thing that makes um that storyline isn't snake eyes or jinx uh snake eyed played uh, snake eyes played by the amazing amazing ray park aka darth maul um both in the star wars clones clone war animated series rebels all of that stuff he voiced that actual he voiced the uh character but then he played him famously in the phantom menace and was re uh but his voice was redubbed with um who was it? Peter Serafinowitz. That's who it was. Um, but it's not Snake Eyes. It's not Jinx, played by Elodie, uh, Elodie Young, who, interestingly enough, would end up playing another ninja in Elektra in Daredevil, the Netflix series. Interesting enough. I wonder what Netflix, who Netflix, like how they auditioned her. I mean, it's, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, sure. Talk about, like, a one-to-one -one casting, right? Um, but neither one of them is, like, the real reason why this works. The real reason why it works is Byung-Hung Lee. 
the Korean superstar that plays Storm Shadow. Um, this fucking dude, like, I wish, like, after watching this movie, like, you wish the whole fucking movie was about him, first off. Uh, secondly, you you just kind of look at it and you go, oh, man, they're doing the Chow Yun Fat thing. Like, the like, but even worse, because uh, Byung Hung Lee is, like, he's a fucking badass. Like, if you don't know, like, if you, like, I know that we've, I've already, I've been on record of talking about this, but, like, um, I Saw the Devil is, like, when you see that fucking movie, like, you know that this dude is a star. He has charisma to spare. I mean, shit, even as Storm Shadow, he has charisma to spare. Like, he does silent the way that, like, fucking Eastwood does silent. Like, there's a menace to his looks that's just fucking amazing, and he gives Storm Shadow the gravitas because Storm Shadow is the only ninja in the, like, well, uh, Jinx is also falls for this, but Snake Eyes never takes off his mask, which, like, that's a big thing in ninja movies, especially American ninja movies. I mean, you'd be surprised how many times these motherfuckers take off these masks, their masks. But it, I almost think, like, G.I. Joe Retaliation knew this and, I mean, when you have Byung Hung Lee as your, as, like, you know, one of your primary characters, you don't cover the Facha all that much. And especially with the, the, the storyline that he has, you want him to emote. You want him to be, like, like, filled with emotion. And the thing that I love so much about it, and it's one of my favorite fucking things that I love in, in B-movies, is every once in a while you get, like... Oftentimes, you'll get a movie that everybody's on autopilot. And I mean, that's just the way that it works. But there's some times where, like, they go full method. Like, an actor goes full method. And it's like, and it's it's usually in a movie that doesn't, like, doesn't necessarily deserve it. And I'm not saying that G.I. Joe Retaliation doesn't deserve it. But this is just more of, like, one of my tropes that I love. But... They go full fucking Brando method. They go fucking like I it's I have it now. It's they go full cage like they just commit 150 percent to the role. No matter what level of the budget, no matter what level of the story prestige, it doesn't matter. Byung Hung Lee does that with Storm Shadow. He like goes full cage and gives us like a range of emotions and gives it gravitas and you kind of like look at this and go man i just want this ninja movie like i want this i want this to be a 150 million dollar ninja movie that's just ridiculous um and i guess i mean we're gonna kind of get it because they have some kind of snake eyes movie i think that's in i mean if i'm not mistaken it's it's either in production or it's been released or it's in production or it's already been produced um i don't a hundred percent know uh because um actually you know what yeah no absolutely absolutely there's a uh yep it's a snake eyes movie that's going to be released uh next year i guess which is very interesting um but interestingly enough ray park is being replaced by henry golding okay so i guess they're gonna go with the whole I'm going to take the mask off, which is actually good. I don't mind that. Um, I really don't mind it uh, because it's kind of a trope that they do. But um, 
But yeah, like, it's kind of amazing when you watch this 20 minutes, this 20 minutes of, of this movie that's kind of standard, but then this stuff is kind of elevated and it's, it's great. And I think, like I said, a lot of it has to do with, uh, Byung Hung Lee, uh, and his work. It's just, it's super fucking amazing. Um, like literally it's truly amazing. Like I said, he goes full cage in this and he commits in a way that you don't normally see, um, actors that have that ability um to actually commit to this kind of genre and it's just kind of great um so i don't think i can talk anymore about like i mean it's literally a one-to-one 20 minutes of movie 20 minute podcast um we'll be back next week and uh scott will be with us which is you know i think this is a welcome return i'm really happy that he's coming back if he's listening to this i don't know if he listens but I, I'm super glad that he's finally being able to come back uh, in a big way. And we're talking ninja movies, like I said. And the first uh, the first movie of our series, how can we not do Cannons Enter the Ninja, starring Franco Nero and Sho Kasugi? I mean, you don't get better than that. I mean, you know, though I think that you will find it very interesting when we talk about this movie, uh, my feelings about it. Um, But needless to say, the 80s classic Enter the Ninja is on deck and we will be back next week. You can reach out to us, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, The handles are BMoviePod, the letter B, the word movie, the word pod, all together. No lines, no dashes, no bullshit. Uh, You can also reach out to us on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, via the main hosting site, uh, the site that I run, I own. It's uh, the Movie Aisle. Uh, there, the Twitter and Instagram handle is the Movie Aisle. Uh, all together, no lines, no dashes, no bullshit. Just the Movie Aisle. Uh, if you really want to interact with us, I would definitely say follow us on Instagram, as we are very active. Uh, for both handles, and not so much on Twitter. Twitter is a burning dumpster fire. Uh, which we're happy if you found us through Twitter, but, uh, follow us on Instagram if you have an Instagram page. Uh, but you can also, you know, uh, follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast, Apple iTunes. Uh, I think it's just called Apple, uh, Apple podcast now. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, your listenership is greatly appreciated. I don't, I don't think I say it enough or we, we say it enough on the podcast, but you know, we do this. Uh, we do this for no money. We just do this because we love, you know, uh, talking about film and curating a brand uh, that is truly unique. Uh, and with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.